Welcome to Weed and Wealth episode number seven. I am your healthy host, Jay. On this week's episode, I'll review my green product of the week. Of course, give you a quick update about the vaping issue going on in the U.S. And then I'll jump into our two topics for today. Our fast topic of the week, it'll definitely hit home for a lot of listeners. Why you should put yourself first even before your children. I know, I know that sounds terrible. Insert shock gasp here. But in our next topic is going to be, our main topic, sorry, is going to be five financial resolutions to make before the end of the year. So again, welcome to this week's episode. As always, I hope everyone had a good week. Mine was excellent. Why? Because I was out of the hospital. Um, little backstory, if you didn't know, I had a kidney transplant back in May, so my immune system is hella low right now. But long story less long, while I was in Maryland for a vacation, I caught a bug and had to crash in the hospital for a few days, thus the reason there wasn't a new episode last week. But I'm back and I'm feeling great. I even hiked a couple miles this week, so that was a real positive. But unfortunately, I didn't really have time or feel like cooking, but still... Feel free to check me out on IG at weed underscore and wealth. That's weed underscore A-N-D wealth. Now, it's been a couple weeks, but on to this week's green product of the week, CBD soap. Now, before I get into this week's green review of the week, just wanted to have a quick follow-up from the last episode with the, I guess, kind of vaping epidemic, for lack of a better word, that's been going on in the U.S., I'll admit, I'm still kind of thrown off by all of the vaping sicknesses and deaths in the news. Even when I was in the hospital last week, there were three people on my floor that had vaping-related illnesses that was making it difficult for them to breathe. And I hate, hate, hate to say it, but at least for a while, I think I've smoked my, I'm sure I've smoked my last vape for a while, if not for good. So... And it sucks because you guys know I loved vaping CBD and THC products. It was so convenient. But that's just what it is. You know, you got to put health above convenience. So I'm not sure what you guys are going to do. But, you know, any of my close friends or family members that are listening, I definitely encourage you to put the vape down for a while. And if you weren't smoking it um, for weed, Like I said, I offered up a few different CBD options. You can still go with the drops under the tongue. You can go with the CBD pre-rolls. But just some extra options out there. But for now, my recommendation, put down the vape for a while till we figure out what's going on out here. But anyway, this week, both me and my wife tried the product of the week, CBD soap. In particular, we tried two different CBD soaps, one um, CBD Living Soap and the Purple Haze Body Bar. We chose these two because A, you can order them online, and B, we love lavender. Now, the CBD Living Soap comes in around $14 a bar and has 60 milligrams of CBD. And the Purple Haze Bar is $20 a bar, but it packs a nice 100 milligrams of CBD. Now I'll be honest, I know what the different milligrams of CBD mean when you're ingesting it, but I'm not really sure what it means in the beauty world, but I'm thinking 
more is more so but I'll admit that is pretty pricey for a bar of soap both of them and honestly we didn't really feel any major benefits um I will say my skin was pretty silky smooth and it looked pretty moisturized even without using lotion but past that I mean I think you can find that honestly in a regular natural soap that you would get from Earth Fair, Whole Foods or even Target but however since neither one of us really thought our skin felt that much different than any other soap I decided to do some research online and see what a few other people had to say and a lot of people praised it for anti-inflammation, redness reduction, moisturizing like I said earlier that I can vouch for. Um, a lot of people said it helped um, improve eczema or psoriasis on them or their children's skin and a lot of people said it also helped them improve relaxation. Again I didn't feel much of that but a lot of people online seemingly were swearing by it so in conclusion I guess I would say if you suffer from any of those skin conditions that I just mentioned it's probably worth a shot um, to try it out for a month or so and see if it improves any of those skin conditions you may have but if not eh, I would say there's probably a lot of other regular natural soaps you can grab for a lot cheaper so yeah that's my green product of the week kind of recommend it uh, like I said if you have those skin conditions but if not like I said, I think you can definitely keep a little extra money in your pocket just by sticking to a nice, natural um, soap from one of your local, like I said, Earth Fairs or Whole Foods or Targets or something like that. So, now, on to our fast topic of the week. Why you should put yourself first even before your children. Now, I know that sounds really, really selfish and it's a shocking title to hear, but hear me out. Now, in a perfect world, you would be able to save for your kids' college tuition and your retirement. But for a lot of families, it's tough to do both adequately. So long story less long, if you're saving towards your children's college fund instead of your own retirement, stop. Yes, you heard me right. Instead of saving for your children's college fund, if you're not able to save for retirement, in place of saving for your kids college fund stop now why would I say that simple you can't borrow money to fund your retirement I know your first instinct is to put your children first I get it however by not securing your retirement first you are running the very very realistic risk of either never retiring or placing the burden on your children feel obligated to financially help you down the road and I think that's something we'd all like to avoid now there's good news though there's quite a few ways to pay for your child's education through loans grants scholarships you'll be able to send your child to college if they decide that's best for them and then additionally if push comes to shove any money that you have in your 401k and Roth IRA isn't counted as income so that'll also help you secure financial aid if needed. And if like me, you want to avoid financial aid altogether, as I've said in prior episodes, a Roth IRA is a great vehicle to A, save for your retirement, but B, it can also be used to um, help your kids college fund because as I said in the past, all contributions can be withdrawn tax-free. So just a couple options I wanted to throw out there, but 
I've talked to quite a few people who really aren't saving for retirement, but they're saving for their kids' college fund. And I know, like I said, that seems like the right thing to do. But like I said, you can't borrow money for your retirement. So long story less long, you have to put your financial future first. And then hopefully things will shake out for your child, but you just don't know if it's going to be in the form of scholarship, financial aid, etc. But that's this week's fast topic of the week. Put yourself first, even before your children. Now, let's move on to the main topic of the week. Five financial resolutions to make before the end of the year. Now, as we get closer and closer to the end of the year, I'm starting to hear murmurings and people mention resolutions and ways they want to improve in 2020. And of all the future resolutions I hear people mention, I hardly ever hear anybody talk about finances. And on top of that, why wait till 2020? Give yourself a three-month head start right now. So let's not waste any time. Let's jump into a few financial tips I have to help you start 2020 in a financially positive direction. Number one, you guessed it, invest. I know, I know, I sound like a broken record, but this is so important. I have to talk about it often. With most standard savings accounts maxing out at one, maybe 2% at best, you may as well bury your money in the backyard. As I said in prior episodes, if you aren't currently investing, I get it. I know the idea of doing so may seem daunting, either because many of us weren't taught how to invest or the news and everything else makes it seem incredibly difficult. However, due to inflation, simply putting your money in a savings account is not going to cut it. As I've said in the past, the great news is there are plenty of consistent and pretty hands-off investments that you can make that will net you between 5 and 10% growth per year with very fairly little volatility. Now, again, if you need a couple um, suggestions to get you started in your research, this is where I have to interject and say, I am not a licensed financial advisor. I am just the guy giving suggestions. Now that I have that out of the way, um, again, the couple of suggestions I would make would be a fund like VTI, VTSAX, VOO, SCHG. These are really funds that track the market. You can just open a, open a Roth IRA, a personal investment account, put your money into one of those and just consistently do it month over month, year over year. That's the key to all of this. So, but if you're already a consistent investor, I'd recommend increasing your investments by at least 1%. As I said two weeks ago, trust me, you won't miss it, and it'll make a huge difference down the road. Now, my number two, build that rainy day fund. Everyone needs to have a rainy day fund because life happens. But statistics show that a large portion of Americans wouldn't have access to three months of income in the event of an emergency. Now, if you have trouble being disciplined enough to put away money on your own, don't beat yourself up. There are tons of people that struggle with this same problem. I would recommend having your bank automatically deduct 5%, more or less, depending on your situation, from your paycheck and transfer it into a Roth IRA. And again, I'm about to dial right back into a Roth IRA. So why a Roth IRA? Simple. Roth IRAs are awesome. 
with a Roth IRA, again, you can invest your money, earn interest tax-free. In the event of an emergency, you can also, again, withdraw your contributions tax-free, which I just mentioned in the last segment. So, for instance, let's say you have invested, contributed $8,000 over the last two years. Your account has now grown to $9,500. You have an emergency arise and you need $4,000. Now, due to the power of the Roth IRA, you can withdraw that $4,000 tax-free because of us, as I said earlier, contributions are able to be withdrawn tax-free. Now, remember, this is for emergencies only, not for that new TV you saw on Black Friday, but with a little discipline, a Roth IRA is a great investment vehicle for almost anyone. And also, let me throw in a bonus tip here with that rainy day fund. Whenever you pay off a credit card or loan, take at least half of what that payment was and store it away to help build up that rainy day fund as well. Number three, stick to your budget. I know a lot of people that have budgets, but I don't know a lot of people that stick to them. The biggest mistake I see people make is that they set a budget that's not realistic for them. They set a budget that makes them feel good and makes that bottom line number look look nice and fat. But chances are, you're going to spend more than $100 a month on food. So do your favor, do yourself a favor off rip and make a realistic budget that you have a shot of sticking to. You can print it, put a copy on the fridge, take a screenshot, make it the background of your phone, do whatever you need to do to keep that budget in mind. Personally, I use an app called Personal Capital that I've mentioned before that has been instrumental in keeping up with my family's budget. I definitely recommend checking it out. And if you don't like that particular app, that's fine. Just find an app that's easy, works for you, and will help you stay on budget. Also, if staying on budget while using a credit card as your main form of payment is a challenge, try paying for things in cash. As I said in prior episodes, you're a lot more aware of what you're spending when you're physically handing that money over to the cashier. It just, it just hits a little different when you actually see the physical cash going out. Number four, set a goal. Take a look at where you are today financially, set a period of time, Decide where you want to be and set a plan to get there. So if you look at where you are today, you say, I want to have this much saved in six months. Make a plan to get there. And I know it may seem daunting at first, but and honestly, you may even you may even fall short of your goal. But I promise you will be a lot closer to hitting that goal than you would have been if you never set it in the first place. And number five, and it's number five is actually kind of my favorite tip. Treat yourself within reason. Now, you don't work all these hours, pay these bills, put your money away for retirement that you honestly may never live to see for no reason. Life is for living, and there's plenty of fun things you can do all while staying on your financial path. So with a little smart planning, research, you can see different parts of the world, eat at some really dope places, and experience some really cool things all while staying financially healthy. So that's it. Here's to a financially healthy 2020. You can do this. I believe in you. And more importantly, I need you to believe in you. 
And well, that's it. Episode 7 is a wrap. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button and be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, look for me on IG at weed underscore and wealth. That's weed underscore A-N-D wealth. I appreciate you guys listening. And until next week, I wish you nothing but weed and wealth. See you next Friday.